Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Block him. <laughs> Support for Tell Me Everything Lands is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in grooming and hygiene. Ladies, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you and your man's grooming needs. For anyone out there who has come across that hairy bush, you're now in luck. Manscaped just launched in the UAE with their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, guys, literally the 4.0. Make sure your man joins the 4 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, guys, literally 20% off with www.manscaped.com. Use code LANDS20. That's L-A-N-Z-20. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Tell Me Everything with LANDS episode 22. Yeah, 22. Hey guys, we are 22. Um, today's been an exciting episode. It's actually something a bit even out of my comfort zone. To take it back a little bit. I remember there was a time in my life where I was put first day of a new job in Oman, literally Muscat Oman. I was fresh out of college, actually my master's, first job out of university. And I was doing a consulting project and I was thrown into Muscat Oman. And I remember first meeting, first day on the job in a different country, not that I've never been to Oman before, but different country, different environment. And I remember being in a room filled with men and the minister, I don't think it was actually a minister, but anyways, I hire up dude was kind of like, like, who are you? Like, like what experience do you have? What are you going to do for this account? And I remember freezing the hell up, having a pit in my stomach And like he was asking me very simple questions, like literally, who are you? And I couldn't even answer it because I was so nervous. I lacked the confidence to public speak. And it got me thinking about public speaking. Over the years, I became better and better. And obviously, I have a podcast now. So I've become quite strong in public speaking to a certain extent. But this week, I wanted to shine light on public speaking and how confidence comes from that. Today, I'm bringing on personal development coach, president of the Toastmaster, Be Bold for Change, Georgia. Georgia helps women speak up and tell their stories. Please welcome Georgia to the show. I hope you guys enjoy this very, very special, cool and insightful episode. Hi, Georgia. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to Tell Me Everything with Land. Wow. Thank you so much for having me as well. I'm so excited to talk about this topic because it's something close to my heart, storytelling and uh, public speaking. So so thanks for inviting me on. Yes, I, I stalked you on LinkedIn, so we're like going to get into everything. <laughs> I did a <laughs> nice, thorough social media stalk. Um, but before we kind of get into everything in public speaking, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how your journey got you to where you are today? 
Well, I am a, a coach, like you said, a self-development coach. I've been doing this for more than 10 years. So I work basically with women mostly mm -hmm. in developing their skills and developing their direction, their purpose, their careers. So it's something that's very much uh, part of my walk since the last yeah, 10, 12 years. But uh, I've also lived in Dubai 10 years, so I've had a chance to experience life there. And that's been a very fascinating time because I did actually develop myself more when I came to Dubai in the public speaking area. And this is something that I found very interesting because before coming to Dubai, yeah. public speaking wasn't really on my radar. It was something I actually avoided, <laughs> like many really? of us probably do. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't really... It wasn't something I felt skilled at. I wasn't something. It wasn't something I was even interested in. I didn't think much about it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It was just. Well, I, I'm a mom as well. I had kids at the time. Very busy um, taking care of my kids. So it wasn't something I really felt was needed. And it okay. wasn't until later on I realized actually how enjoyable it is, but also how therapeutic it is. Because as you're sharing your stories, as you're talking about your life and explaining your ideas, you become more not only articulate, but also you become more certain in who you are. Your, your identity begins to evolve mm -hmm. and that's what i found so fascinating about public speaking so so that's kind of how i got started um the, my first public speaking experience was actually in a, a women's club and i was okay. invited by a friend just to come along and uh, take part as a guest and if you can imagine uh going for the first time i was very daunted and very nervous not sure what to expect because yeah. public speaking again wasn't something i was really sure about was that in dubai and, that was in Dubai, was in and Dubai. Uh, it was the club Be Bold for Change. This is the club I'm a president of now. Uh, and it was founded by a woman, actually, who had a huge passion to help women discover communication skills as well as leadership skills through public speaking. And she lived in Dubai, and she set this club up. And uh, it was early days, so I got to be one of the founding members as well, <laughs> unexpectedly. Wow, wow, that's incredible. So you yeah, were, I guess at this at this... I guess, what was it, like a day conference or whatever? And they were like, mm -hmm. okay, like, were you kind of feeling, feeding off the energy of all these women kind of coming together and speaking? Or what was it that kind of was your turning factor, I guess, in your head? I think what it was, it was such a, a, a comfortable environment. So imagine I'm walking up a garden path in a typical Dubai home. There's <laughs> pots on either side of this path. And as I walk in, I hear laughter. I smell coffee brewing. Mm. And I look towards the, the, the lounge and I see a bar with bits of lovely food decked on there. And I thought, oh, this is very appealing. I quite like it here. And then I said, oh, <laughs> you're like, sign me up now. <laughs> <laughs> sign me up now. And then I start talking to some of these women and they're sharing their stories. They're fascinating. The things they're doing in their life are fascinating. Mm. And then we all gather around and then one lady introduces the event and starts introducing speakers. And I'm fascinated that these ladies in five minutes can share something of their life or something of their journey that's so motivating and powerful and I thought I want to learn how to do this I want to be able to do this and then I realized actually it wasn't just about sharing your stories it's also about feedback getting valuable feedback from one another how to portray ourselves well how to be more articulate how to express ourselves in a way that people can listen well so this was a whole education to me it was fascinating it was comfortable it was safe and that's where I got started and that's when I decided I can do this you know Wow. Okay. I mean, that's, that's it. By the way, as you were telling me about the food on the bar, I was like, you were such a storyteller. I am literally <laughs> envisioning this house in my head and we're going to get into the whole storyteller thing. But, um, for people who don't know what, uh, what, I mean, I guess being a mm. personal development coach is and how being public yeah. speaking and Toastmasters, I mean, how do you explain it to someone in maybe like a sentence or like a word? 
So, well, uh, a public, uh, well, a personal development coach is somebody who journeys with you for a period of time in your life to help you develop a part of your life that you are really keen to change or go forward and sometimes we get stuck in our career we get stuck in our relationships we get stuck somewhere and it's hard to get unstuck ourselves so it's good to get someone to come alongside us motivate us encourage us help us to come up with strategies and goals and move forward so a coach is a, li a little bit like a fitness coach really mm -hmm. who would do the same thing for your physical health uh, a personal development coach helps you with your emotional and your targets your goal setting your emotional life more you know so this is something that i've been doing and it's it's a fascinating area you see so much progress. Sorry. You see people really launch themselves into their passions and their, their things that they've always wanted to achieve. This is the wonderful thing about coaching. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's great. And I think when you see someone kind of overcome a challenge or an obstacle that they've had, um, mm -hmm. I think it's like very rewarding in, in, and kind of grateful for that experience to see them go from A to Z. Um, exactly. How do you believe that public speaking could help women or anyone become better communicators? Well, the, the wonderful thing is that women naturally are communicators. You know, apparently children, uh, young children, when they're, when they're very young, it's usually the girl babies who are more vocal than the boy babies. The boy this babies tend to be more <laughs> Yeah, The boys get up and run and the girls just sit down and talk, you know? Yes. And it's something that we innately have anyway. It's a gifting that women have. But unfortunately, of course, we tend to neglect it or we tend to shy away from it thinking that we haven't got skills you know so it's a bit of a confidence issue but public mm. speaking is one of the best ways to develop your confidence and to develop your way to express your ideas to help you connect with other people because it it's a way of connecting historically we've always connected through sharing our stories our narratives and i think it's an essential skill today we really need it more than ever now because storytelling is a big part of life you see it in the internet you see in social media people are sharing their stories and through their stories they're connecting with people so i think uh, without this skill we are a little bit handicapped in our life i think you know without it but we don't realize it that's the sad thing we don't understand mm -hmm. until we, we take that step of courage to try it on and then you realize how much more opens up to you how much more possibility opens up to you you see so, so how definitely. does Toastmakers then come, come into that? How does that enable or how does that help women or men become better public speakers? Like what does the program look like? Someone was like, I'm really bad at public speaking. This is something I really, or storytelling, this is something I really want to focus on and improve. They come say to the program, like, what would be like your first step? Like, tell me you're a bad speaker and why, or, you know what I mean? Like, what does that little bit look like the whole process? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the history of Toastmasters is very interesting. It's about a hundred years old. And the founder was a guy called Rolf C. Smedley, and he was an educator, mm -hmm. and he was working with the YMCA, so the Young Men's Christian Association, and it was there that he discovered that young men, particularly, were not very skilled at communication or leadership skills, and he wanted to help them pretty much develop these skills. So he came up with a setting, a social setting, where they could develop these skills and encourage each other and motivate one another. And it was such a success that it grew and grew and grew till 1973, it became a women joined as well. So eventually women got in on the act. Of course, it was a, uh, it was a, a time, of course, where women weren't so much in that forum. So it was a mm -hmm. chance that they got in there as well. And now uh, there's 16,000 clubs around the world. There's at least 143 countries. Wow. Different kinds of clubs. Uh, some are focusing on storytelling. Some are focusing on debate. Uh, some are just all around public speaking. Ours is a women's club. So we focus on helping women find their voice, find their storytelling skills, find their 
ability to use storytelling and also use public speaking in their career, but also in their personal life. And uh, it's something that I think everybody, too few people know about it, unfortunately. I don't think Toastmasters promotes themselves enough because it's probably one of the cheapest ways to get experience public speaking than any other way than doing a course or even, you know, taking up something online. Mm -hmm. This is the cheapest way. It's like $40 a year subscription to join Toastmasters. And you meet once or twice a a month in a a very comfortable setting. Sometimes it's in an office. It could be, it could be someone's home maybe a group of up to 20 people mm-hmm. and you have a chance to practice the skills in front of each other and get professional evaluation because we train each other to evaluate as well as to speak. So, and there's a curriculum you follow, which is also very good. You have structure. So each project you do takes on a different skill. So it could be a presentation skill. It could be storytelling. It could be debating. It could be persuasive uh, presentations, how to persuade your audience. It's very structured and that's what I find so useful about Toastmasters as well. You have a curriculum, you have a structure, you have a safe environment to practice and you have very skilled evaluators. So, so that, that's pretty much that in a nutshell and we meet uh, twice a month as well for about 90 minutes mm-hmm. in someone's home or sometimes in an office depending where we decide to, to use our venues. We, we mix it up a little bit. We also have hybrid so meet people can zoom in as well so it's okay. partly online, it's partly in person and uh and that's a new thing since covid by the way i'm sure i was gonna say i bet that didn't exist (laughs) but two years ago i'm sure you'd have to yeah it's a very new thing because the covid meant that we couldn't meet face to face and even Mm -hmm. though public speaking is perfect when you're meeting face to face you have that feeling of an audience yeah you can still learn how to do that over zoom and i think zoom is also a very powerful medium because you can reach more people at once so i think it's a very good thing now that we've developed that you know um, yeah, I mean, so. when I, when I think of like myself, when I used to public speak when I was in high school, or I mean, I, I, well, I want to ask you, there's two parts to this question, I guess, because when mm-hmm. I was younger, I would be amazing in acting. I was acting. I mean, you tell my personality, I was dance team, <laughs> acting, musicals, whatever you name it. I was front center, loved it. But then when it came to being in a classroom and presenting, I'm talking, you know, like this is like college and high school years. I would mm-hmm. clench up, get so nervous, not know how to present myself, not know um, what to say or said a lot of ahs and ums and ands you know it wasn't as I guess um seamless ish if you could call Mm. it that do you think and I think it was because of my confidence right I was more confident when it came to reading a script than to presenting in front of someone so do you Mm. think there's a correlation between how confident someone is to their public speaking skills or is there is do we think it's more of a correlation than it actually is or what do you see as a correlation I guess between mm. the two? Well, I think confidence is very much related to how much exposure you have to something. So for example, like when you're learning to ride a bike, right? And yeah. you're, you get on the bike the first time, you're really nervous and you're terrified you're gonna fall off, which is totally normal. You've only just got on for the first time. Yeah. Let's say the third time, the fourth time, and you begin to realize, oh, I can actually do that. I can do this. I can, you know, go for five minutes on this bike and slowly, slowly build confidence from the practice. So I think public speaking is purely practice. And the more you expose yourself to it, the more confidence you build and the more likely you're going to take on public speaking roles in the future. So I think it's not so much a personality, though we are different temperaments. Of course, you have shy people, you have introverted yeah. people. That's totally normal. But this is a skill that anybody can learn no matter what your temperament is, it's a skill. And the more you practice it, the more the confidence comes, you know? So I don't think it's something to do with um, 
uh, lacking to confidence. It's lacking practice. Lacking practice. Because I think as well as I, I know a lot of women in my company, because um, I, I work in social media, I work at an agency. And um, a lot of the time it's when we have clients, a lot of men in the room, you know, mm. and limited amount yeah. of women. And I know from like my experience and other women's experiences, when we have a lot of men in the room, when we're public speaking or giving a presentation, we feel intimidated and it's just because of the gender of the person predominant in the room so yeah. what what advice would you say or give when it comes to women in public speaking do you think and and and, and in a room that's predominantly male should there be yeah. intimidation why is there an intimidation factor do you think this has progressed in the last couple of years um with mm. more women in the workforce but let's say for example yeah, well, I think, don't forget, um, there are studies as well. And one of the studies I looked into was that that women, um, two times out of, uh, you know, in, in a group, they're more likely to not ask a question in a seminar, an academic seminar, than men. They're less likely to do that. And if a man asks the question first, the women are even less likely to ask a question. So wow. it seems like we, we, we get intimidated when we're in, that, in an environment where it means you have to speak up and, and say your opinion. And mm -hmm. partly it's because there's a fear. I mean, when they asked the women, why is it they didn't want to ask the questions? Some of them said it was because they felt self-conscious. They felt like they would make a mistake or they didn't understand the content, or maybe they just felt like they weren't qualified to speak up. And so they would rather be, you know, step back. Mm -hmm. And it could be a little bit of our survival instinct. You don't want to stand out. You don't want to be criticized. You don't want to be out of the crowd. So that could be partly that coming through. But it seems like women do tend to suffer more than men of this thing. And again, I think it's back to practice because we tend to be more reticent. We step back and let somebody take that role. We get less practice. But if we yeah. step out and push ourselves, we get more practice and then the confidence comes from the practice. So I think it's purely that we don't allow ourselves to take the challenge. And maybe a man would more likely step forward, maybe to be more willing to take the risk, take a, you know, be a little bit more of a risk taker. Mm -hmm. And we want to take the, the safer route and stand back and let somebody else take the lead, which is a shame because that means we deny ourselves the practice. We yeah. deny ourselves the opportunity to learn, you know. So intimidation, probably one of them. Also, don't forget there are cultural norms. You know, some cultures True. don't encourage women to speak up. True. And some cultures, women are better seen and not heard. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, very, yeah, yeah, very true. And some cultures it's better not seen or heard. I mean, you know, unfortunately there are countries in the world where women are just locked away and they're not allowed to express their opinions. So that is a cultural norm as well. We have to accept that some cultures do not allow a woman's voice to be heard. And that's a real shame. So this is even more reason why women do need to train themselves, get the skills, get their stories out there because stories change the world. Stories change people's opinions. They change our attitudes to things. They, make, they bring awareness. Women have to get their stories out there as much as men. And I think uh, we need to stop being reticent. We need to take the step, be bolder, you know, which is why we're called Be Bold for Change. Yes, I was also, <laughs> I was, I wanted to actually get into storytelling. That was a really good segue into that. Um, mm. what, what is storytelling, first of all, kind of explain to the listeners and why is it so important for women, women and men, but let's talk women in the sense to tell their stories and what makes yeah. a good storyteller? Well, it's a good question. I mean, storytelling, don't forget, goes back centuries i mean we have from the cave dwellers you know they started drawing their stories <laughs> i love that but you're so right i'm like thinking back to like history class and like the second grade 
That's so cute. That is the story. That is the story. Yeah, that is their story. story. It's like, you know, they put their their mythology on their wall. They put their stories on the wall. And then after that, of course, we we have the oral traditions passing on oral stories. You know, every family has a grandma or grandfather who passes on the oral stories of their history. So storytelling is a huge part of humankind, is a huge part of how we send our stories along the generations. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. It's definitely innate. And secondly, it's, it's something that from childhood we crave because it helps us grow and learn. Hearing stories, um, there's been a lot of research around how children develop faster when they have stories read out loud, not just reading on their own, but having stories read out loud to them develops their bonding with their parent or their caregiver. It helps them to learn faster. It helps them to be more creative, more attention span. There's so many healthy things we develop from stories and hearing stories and so we're high wired to want to hear stories and to to want to listen to a narrative want to listen to somebody's experience with we get somebody's attention by sharing a story so it's a very powerful tool um and also i think it's also something that we need essentially in our work life and our personal life Mm -hmm. because this is how we share our personality with some this is how people get to know us is through our experiences and through our stories so I hope that answers your question that the, no, why storytelling is so important. <laughs> yes, no, it definitely does. I mean, I, say you believe that you're not a good storyteller and that's kind of not mm. one of your strengths and strengths in life. Do you have tips for someone to become a better storyteller? Do you think it, it comes with time? I mean, practice. I mean, we did say the more confident you are, I mean, the more practice you get, the more confident you'll be in something. You gave the Brighton bike. Do, is it the same for storytelling? How are ways people could practice? Yeah. Well, again, you know, storytelling, everybody has a story. And this is one of the other problems. People think they have nothing to share. Mm-hmm. You know? This is true, Isn't by the way. Fast? But there's also, I think, an influx of information and content that we get online. So people mm. think that what they have to say is not as important as what's coming online. So I do understand mm. that part. But I do think you're right. People don't think that what they have to say is important. Yeah. And they don't realize that they, their story is unique because Mm -hmm. nobody else has lived that story that they've actually personally lived from their own perspective, because whatever experience you've had, you've seen it through your own eyes. So that means you've put your own interpretation on that situation, which is fascinating in that sense, because even though you might've gone through a similar story to somebody else, you've witnessed it from your own unique perspective. And that's what makes it unique and special. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it interesting as well. Yeah. Because somebody else will hear your story and it'll be something new they've never heard before because even if they've walked a similar story they've not seen it from your perspective and you're sharing that perspective so that that makes storytelling very powerful um, and I can understand why people feel um, ill-equipped because they don't feel like they've got something important to say but once they start sharing their stories and they see the impact on other people they begin to realize they do have things to share and that's the next step developing the skill of how to share it effectively that's the next mm-hmm. step from finding your stories to how to share them. That's the next. So the first thing would be identify your stories, Mm -hmm. start writing them down because often we don't realize it's a story. It could be something as small as, I mean, I could share you a story right now of a time I went uh, on a diving trip. Yeah. And somebody else that would be not interesting, but you know, again, as I share my story, I'm beginning to reveal a little bit about my life and my experience. But basically as I went on this sailing, this um, diving trip, a huge event happened, which mm-hmm. pretty much changed, changed my perspective that one day. And that story would impact somebody who might not understand that perspective and think, wow, if I was on that boat that day, would I have seen it the same way? Would I have responded 
in the same way, you see? So it opens people's minds. And writing these stories down give you an opportunity to share not only your life, but also to open up career opportunities because you're looking at ways to influence people with your stories. And there's all sorts of science. I don't know if you've had a chance to look into this, but there's lots of science about hormones that get released when we hear stories. Yes, I have, I've, I have actually read up on this. It's, it's fascinating, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for example, um, when, you re- when you talk about an exciting story that creates mm-hmm. a, like a cliffhanger story, it releases dopamine in the brain, you know, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting, this, this excitement, uh, the cliffhanger feeling. Yeah. And then there's the other ones where if you, t- if you share a vulnerable story, like you know, if you've gone through a tragedy or you've experienced something very uh, traumatic, it can actually release um, oxytocin, which is creating empathy. So people begin to connect with you because of your story. They begin to relate to you or they begin to um, have empathy towards yeah. you. So that's another storytelling tool to help people connect with you, you know. And then maybe another one would be um, humor. Some people tell humorous stories in such a way that they have us in stitches. And that would uh, release serotonin, so like the happy hormone, you know, so that gets people relaxed. Mm -hmm. And uh, so these are, storytelling is a tool you can use to help your listener be in a mood to want to hear what you have to tell them, whether it's a project you're delivering, whether it's a, a, a video blog, or whether it's just a personal connection you want to make with somebody, you can understand that stories can be used to help your audience connect to you and to be open to hear what you have to share with them. That's the power of storytelling. I was even, that, that, by the way, that was fantastic. <laughs> that was a great, 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 great tips and stuff. I, I just wanted to kind of relate it to careers and environment. If, you know, if, if someone was, say, struggling to convey a new strategy they had for TikTok, just for example, mm. and they knew the platform so well, and they were like, I know how to work TikTok. By the way, I'm saying TikTok because I love TikTok. I'm very passionate about okay. the platform. But just because <laughs> the first thing that pops in my head. But for example, someone was like, you know, I'm really passionate about this platform. I have the strategy to deliver to a, whatever, mm. a new client. What would be kind of your step-by-step process? Would it be like something that your experience with it, say like your personal experience with the platform and then kind of going from that Mm -hmm. and then saying statistics of how TikTok helps other brands. And then would it be, you know, like what would your kind of frame be when it came to like career development and storytelling, kind of taking that hand in hand and pulling them together or really tying it together? Yeah. I mean, uh, detail is important. People do like detail. They don't like us to waffle on about things. So of course, you know, having detail is important, being concise, Mm -hmm. is important so practicing your story is really powerful because when you practice it you get rid of all the fillers the things that shouldn't really be in there you you streamline your story down yeah so when you want to if you want to present a project to somebody you want to make sure your story is going to be streamlined and give power to your project without detracting from it you don't want to sound too anecdotal you know so you will identify a suitable story that will try to sell your project and you will tailor the story to your situation. So for example, TikTok, if yeah. I was to ask you, what is something about TikTok that fascinates you? I mean, what was your first experience with TikTok maybe? Can you remember? Yeah, of course I can. I made a, <laughs> a video to Mamma Mia. Uh, I, I forgot, it was Mamma Mia song from the musical. And me and my mom made a video during quarantine and it went viral. And then I saw the real power of this platform. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this platform. Like I'm gonna re- recommend it to all my clients. It was before my podcast and stuff. I was like, I'm gonna re- recommend it to all my clients. But this was a story, this was something 
I saw super, from my personal experience, saw very powerful coming from this new social media platform that kind of blew up in 2020. Wow. You see, now you just told me a story. And as you were telling me the story, I saw how animated you were. <laughs> and you excited. This is true. Even your voice, even if, even if you're not looking, people aren't seeing you right now, they yeah. can hear your voice and they can yeah, hear yeah. the animation, see the energy. So just telling me that story connected me totally to TikTok now. So that might be th- make me think, well, I wouldn't mind checking this out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I've seen TikTok, but now it makes me even more energized to want to get it and check it out more. You know? So storytelling, you just demonstrate exactly how powerful storytelling is. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. I like that example. I mean, I think I want to kind of end off with a feel good type of moment. What was, when was a moment that mm. you, that um, public speaking or something really changed for you? Was there a story you were telling or was it the mm-hmm. first time you did public speaking or was it when you became president of uh, Toastmasters in, in the region? I mean, what, what was it that really made you kind of switch and was like, okay, I love this. <laughs> You know, I love, first of all, I I am a storyteller. I love to share stories. And I go back to my own mum because my mother was a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Now she came from Germany. She was German and she went through the war and she had a lot of traumatic experiences. But when she used to tell them to me as a girl, I remember her vivid stories being a way of therapeutically getting the story out. So as she's told the story, it was a form of healing. Okay. And I think storytelling is not only a powerful tool, it's also a powerful way to heal ourselves from stories in our life that have been very traumatic or experiences and it's a way to get it out there and take the power out of it you know that the power that it has over us so i saw her go through that transition as she was sharing her stories it was a process of her dealing with her history and she became more whole because of it Mm. so that was my first taste of storytelling and then when i went on to do public speaking myself i realized it was having a similar effect on me as i shared my stories as i began to talk about my everyday experiences, I began to realize these stories were coming out. They weren't only becoming alive, they were actually becoming a part of who I was. They were taking their rightful place. So that's something, number one, that you do realize storytelling helps you evolve as a person, you know, and heal and grow and develop. This is the powerful thing. Then my, the next step would be when I took roles on of leadership, this helped me to grow my leadership skills because as you begin to learn the roles within Toastmasters, for example, become a timer because Mm -hmm. we have timings. We can't go over a certain time. We have to be concise. So that's a training in itself, learning how to time a speech, how long, how to get your beginning, middle and end all in that five minutes. It's a really good skill to learn. So that was a wonderful learning timing, how to give an evaluation, to give Mm -hmm. people feedback, to help them become better public speakers, how to help them with their vocal variety, with their gestures, with the words they're using, all these skills I didn't understand until I took on roles. And now being the president, I'm able now to help the women in our club grow and develop their skills. And it's such a wonderful thing. It's like you're seeing these little butterflies emerging from their chrysalises. They're all coming out and they're finding their wings and they're all becoming authors. And some of them are going and they're running art charities and Uh, some of them are real estate agents who are getting promoted because they're realizing their articulate skills are getting them noticed in the company because they're able just to articulate themselves well. So this is the wonderful thing. You begin to see people grow and develop and it fits very well with me as being a coach as well. So that's kind of my journey really, just seeing the, the beauty and the growth that people experience. And it's not just women. Of course, I see men. We have men coming into our clubs and we, we love having them as guests. But yeah. we create a safe space, particularly for women, because like you said, women suffer a little bit in 
in taking this into this area they they, they, they are more reticent unfortunately mm -hmm. and this is a safe space where they feel like they can practice the skill not be judged exactly. not feel like they have to be perfect because we always feel like we have to be perfect yes uh, and and we can grow together and we motivate each other we cheer each other on it's very much a social comfortable place to grow so um, I, come and join us anytime. Yeah, I was going to say, by the way, I think I'm convinced. <laughs> we need you. Yes, yes definitely. Uh, Giorgio, if people want to know more about Toastmasters and how to sign up or how to know more, um, where can they look? Is there, I know, I think it's toastmasters.com. If you want to get any more information on everyone, I'll put it in the show notes. But if they want to learn mm. more, they can go directly on the website. Yeah, so it's toastmasters.org. It's the main website. Okay. And our website is called Be Bold for Change Dubai. So we, we are on LinkedIn, Be Bold for Change Dubai. We have a, also an email, Be Bold for Change Dubai at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, same name, and also Instagram, Be Bold for Change Dubai. So they're very welcome to visit us. They can send us a little message. We, we love having guests, no strings attached. They just come in, be a fly on the wall, listen in, see if they like it. Um, and we just love to help them also impromptu speeching, you know, it could be uh, talking, we give them a, a one, one question, and they have three minutes just to impromptu answer uh, a question, which gets their feet wet a little bit and, and takes away a little bit of the, the nervousness. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce themselves, say a little bit about yeah. themselves. That's public speaking, just doing yeah. that, you know. Definitely. Yeah, well, thank so. you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation and thank you for coming on the show today. Everyone, please check out. I will put toastmasters.org in the show notes and give you all the information to their social media handles. And I will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye, Bye Lana. Bye.